Sinister sightings is the way I like to end my stress-filled days. Donna and Carrie are the best at bringing us stories and making jests. They make us feel like one of the crew, even if you're afraid of things that go boo. Carbs and cocks are a running joke, but whenever mentioned, it makes me choke. Double entendres all day long, we might even get lucky and hear a song. Creeping it real is our mantra, so send in your intros so there will be no tantrums. This is from Felicity of Catskill, New York. Have a great day. I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 174. And you just heard Felicity R. With the best rhyme ever. Right? I, I loved it. I don't I don't know why I said ever like that. I don't know either. I swear I won't do it again. Thank you. But what you could do again, well not you, because you haven't sent one in, but an intro, just like Felicity said, send in those intros. And if you don't know how you get the chance to send in an intro, you should go over to patreon.com slash the APC podcast and peruse the tiers and see which one has the intros and sign up. (laughs) Yeah, we want to hear y'all. Okay, the first one, shadow people. I would like to say thank you for allowing people a place where they can provide their ghostly paranormal experience. I just love you two, your laughs and the connection that all of us have with you two. I would like to provide the experience that happened to my family. I know there have been previous people saying, oh, sorry, their story's so long. Buckle up, buttercup. Sorry, this is so long. A little bit about me. I have a lot of paranormal experiences, stories that my mama has told me. I've played with a Ouija board when I was young and dumb and crazy. I was able to make it move by myself. My mama tried to get rid of it several different times, and every time, it would show back up in the house. Even when she put it in the trash can the morning that the garbage can ran. She saw the garbage truck emptying the trash can, and the next morning, it was back in the house. Ugh. More about the stories when I was growing up a little later. My husband and I bought our home in 2008, and my son would sleep upstairs, and we would sleep in the basement. Nothing really stuck out being negative, and I have always been open and have had previous experiences before buying the house. My son was 12 years old at the time when we moved in, and when we would be in the living room watching TV on the couch, I could see in the hallway going to his bedroom. There have been several times that I would see a shadow man with a hat go from one bedroom to another from the sides of my eyes. I could never see the shadow while looking directly down the hallway. From what I could tell, the shadow man was at least six feet from what I could tell from a picture that I have hung in the hallway. My son knows how I enjoy the paranormal, and he came to me one evening while eating dinner that this house was haunted. I asked him why. I didn't tell him what I have seen because I didn't want to scare him. He told me that there's a shadow man that comes in his bedroom at night and will leave and go to the other bedrooms through the night. Now, him telling me he walks through the house more at night makes sense because at night I would hear footsteps above me and I just thought it was my son going to the bathroom. I told my son that I've seen him and I don't feel anything negative and if he scares him to tell him to leave you alone that you don't want him in your bedroom. That seemed to work as I didn't hear the footsteps leaving his bedroom during the night. He was still there but doesn't bother him while he's trying to sleep. 
My husband is a skeptic and he just brushed it off. One day, my son went to spend the night at one of his friends, and my husband and I were downstairs watching a movie on the projector, and we started hearing footsteps above us, which would be the living room. We paused the movie and continued to hear them, and I told him, see, I told you there was someone here. He told me that he wanted more for him to believe and said out loud that to make him believe, you'll have to do more than footsteps. I told him, no, that's not what you do, honey. He said, well, if the ghost wants him to believe, he'll need more than footsteps in an empty house. Well, my stomach just turned. And when we went to sleep that night, I was startled awake from my husband screaming. And when I sat up, his leg was in the air and he was being pulled out of the bed. I yelled out, stop. You've shown him you're here. And now I know he believes that you're here now. Sure enough, it stopped. And my husband told me that I was right and shouldn't told him to do more. Now, I see this shadow man from time to time, and when my sister-in-law and niece moved in, I explained that there's a shadow person who lives in this house. I explained out loud that he may continue to live there, but he's not to aggravate or mess with them, my husband, our dogs, or myself. I explained to them that it would be a good idea for them to say the same, and they did. My niece and myself continue to see this shadow man in the hallways and still hear footsteps from time to time, but that is all. A few years back, my mother-in-law was ill and moved into our home so we can help her while in hospice care. My son had already moved out. My sister-in-law moved her bedroom downstairs. My niece was in one of the bedrooms upstairs, and my husband and I are now upstairs beside the bedroom that my mother-in-law is in so I could hear if she needed anything through the night. I should also inform you that we have four pit bulls who will hold you down just to give kisses. When my boy wanted to get in my mother-in-law's bed and didn't want to leave her side, we knew it was close. After she passed, I was laying in bed with our door open, and in the night, I saw the shadow leave our bedroom and went into my niece's bedroom. I knew it was my mother-in-law as the shadow was short, nowhere near the height of the man. When I told my niece what I saw the next morning, she told me that she dreamt of Granny and it felt so real. There have been several times in my basement that my sister-in-law would say that she would get this overwhelming feeling of someone down there with her. And when she does, most every time one of our dogs would start growling and staring over to the other side of the basement and actually have the hair on their spine stand tall. My sister-in-law would say to leave her and the dog alone and quit messing with them, and it would. Then other times she would feel someone sit on her bed and the dog would just roll over so her belly could get rubbed. We can tell which shadow person it is by what the dogs do. All four of our dogs just love Granny, and I can see them rolling over to get their belly rubs. There was a time during the early part of the pandemic that I took my lunch. I worked from home at the time. I was in the living room, and no one was in my office. My sister-in-law, niece, and myself heard something hit the floor. We all just looked at each other. I went to the office, and a pair of tweezers were on the floor. They didn't slide, as they were on my desk that has a lip on the ends, Well, it's where I have my work computer that has to be level. I went back to the living room and told my sister-in-law and niece that the tweezers were in the middle of the room. I said that I thought it was mom, my mother-in-law, as we were talking and reminiscing about her right before it happened. And I would pluck her chin and eyebrows all the time and felt it was her saying she's still here with us and heard everything. Since then, we had to put one of our fur babies down because of her age and her health was getting worse. About a month since putting our baby girl down, I was cooking in the kitchen when I walked past the backyard and there she was running in the backyard playing. I stopped and walked back to the door and looked. Nothing was there. I opened the door and said, thank you, Shadow, for letting me know you're okay and playing now. 
With her health, she was unable to run or jump before we put her down. But to see her out there playing was needed so bad because I was so broken when we made the decision. She was able to tell me that we made the right decision for her and she's no longer in pain. I still miss Shadow, but know she's able to play without any pain. My niece had a girlfriend spend the night and my husband and I decided to get away from the weekend. So I told them they could sleep in our bedroom as our bed's bigger than hers. My daddy had moved in with us now due to his health and my sister-in-law was at the house. When my sister-in-law took my niece's girlfriend home, she's actually my cousin's daughter. I called my cousin after I made it home just to talk. Well, she continued to tell me that her daughter had sleep paralysis on the last night here and told her mom that she wasn't coming back. My cousin knows our encounters here and told her daughter that she needs to talk with me. I asked her if she'd ever had an encounter like that before, which she hasn't. Then I explained of our shadow man and apologized for not telling the man not to mess with her. I explained that I could only think that there was a stranger in the bed and he wanted to know who she was. I was able to talk her into coming back over and when she was there, I introduced her to the man. I've never given him a name and I told him again, he's welcome to stay, but he's not allowed to mess with her anymore. We have hardwood floors upstairs, and even now in the middle of the night, I can hear the wood creak as if someone is walking down the hallway during the night. I'll get up to check on my daddy, and everyone's asleep, even the dogs. So I know it's either my mother-in-law or the man just watching over us or the house. I would like to say that I've never had any negative feelings from the shadow man and just think he loves this house so much that he continues to say to watch the house. About two months ago, my sister-in-law was asleep in the bedroom in the basement, and she woke up feeling like someone was watching her. When she woke up, she said by her closet door, she thought she saw the shadow man, and he immediately disappeared. When she told me about it, she asked me if he wears a hat, and I answered, yep. She then asked if he was about six feet tall. I answered, yep. She was like, oh my god, that's what I saw. Saying she woke up out of a dead sleep, feeling like someone was watching her, and when she looked around the room, she saw him, and she realized what she was looking at, and when she looked back, he was gone. She also says that she didn't feel any negative feelings. Thank you so much. Until next time, Angel from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, did you name your dog Shadow from the Shadow Man? Or was your dog black? And <laughs> you're just like, Shadow. Maybe. I don't think I would go back to your house. No, I was about to say, uh, if I knew of the going ons there anyway, I'd been like, yeah, I'm going to take a pass. Like, let's meet at Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the invite, but nah, I'm good. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't sleep there. So your niece is really brave. I was going to say, way braver than me. Mm-hmm. And I bet your husband learned, uh, don't antagonize. Don't be Zach because they will attack. Mm-hmm. Zach attack. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Did you learn nothing from Say by the Bell? <laughs> All right, the next one. Hello, I've been thinking of sending in a story for a while now, but I couldn't decide where to start. For now, I'm just sending in a few shorter stories. I'll start with the bar I go to Tuesday nights. I moved to a new state about a year and a half ago. Since I don't have friends here, I go to the bar with my stepdad. He always makes fun of me when I mention anything about unexplainable feelings or paranormal type stuff. I decided to mention it one night to the bartender, and since then, I've collected a few other stories. The building that the bar is in was built in 1840s and has been a hotel, a brothel, and a restaurant. It was even a stop on the Underground Railroad. The restaurant and bar feels very small Midwest town, but is generally welcoming. 
The women's bathroom, however, has always felt off to me, and I avoid using it at all cost. Since I've been going there, I've heard a few other women mention that they feel uneasy going to the bathroom. When I hear someone else talk about it, I have to ask them what they feel in there. Generally, they say they don't feel alone or they feel like someone's watching them. A few people have had experiences, though. One woman told me that she had been in there alone on two separate occasions and the toilet in the other stall flushed. Just the other night, another woman told me that she went to the bathroom one night and the door to the second stall was swinging back and forth like someone was in there playing with it. These experiences just confirm that I should avoid using the restroom there. Other things happen in the restaurant, but I haven't heard a ton of those stories yet. I'll keep you updated. I wanted to share another story about my grandma. My senior year of high school, me and my mother took care of her in the last several months of her life. As you can imagine, this was a very difficult but bonding experience. After my grandma passed away, we went to my home state for her funeral. My mom has a beautiful voice and paid tribute by singing a song at the service. This is a song I had not heard ever in my life until my mom started practicing it a few days before the funeral. That day after the services, my aunt let me borrow her minivan to go visit other family, not related to my mom's or grandma. As I'm in my aunt's van, driving a few towns over, the radio started to not work so well. I saw that she had one of those big 50 CD cases, you know, the one with the zipper on the three sides and you put all the CDs in the soft pages. Since I was driving, I didn't want to look through all the discs and decided just to grab one of the burned ones that had no indication of what songs were on it. As I put the CD in to play, it clicks on and starts to play. The first song on this random CD is a song my mother just sang at my grandma's funeral. Of course, I start ugly sobbing and have to pull over to just let it all out. At that moment, I just knew my grandma was letting me know that she was still there and thankful for the time that we had at the end. That moment confirmed to me that loved ones do stay with you even though they pass on. This is the last story for now. I bought a trailer home a few months ago. It's from the 70s and still has that glorious floral wallpaper inside all the cabinets. I've always had a gift for feeling things and could tell this house had a thing right from the start. It doesn't feel threatening or really any type of way. I can just tell it's there. It seemed to be more noticeable when I started priming over the wood paneling. I've heard and believe that renovations can make things more active. I wouldn't say crazy things have really happened. One night, however, I had fallen asleep in my bed. I'm not sure how long I had been asleep, but I woke up out of a dead sleep, and before I could even open my eyes or really process anything, this feeling basically downloaded in my brain. Before I opened my eyes, I knew someone was standing at the end of my bed. Of course, when I opened my eyes, no one was there. It was such a strange feeling, but it was backed with so much confidence. I never felt scared though. I thought that was interesting as well because if I had woken up because I heard someone in my house, I would be terrified since one of my biggest fears is having someone break into my house. 
Anyways, that's what I'm sending in for now. I'll write in some more with stories of the house I lived in growing up. I'm not going to apologize for such a long email. Every time people writing in to the podcast apologize for their long stories, I think that was so good. It wasn't long enough. Thank you girls for giving us an outlet for our spooky stories, so many laughs, and giving us a little taste of friendship when you live in a state where you have no friends. Creep on, creeping on. That's so funny that the first two were like, stop saying this long. Right. What was the song? Yeah, I wanted to know that too. I'm like dying over here. I know. Bad choice of words, but you get the point. Yes. I'm so nosy anyway, but also, man, I miss those CDs sometimes. I didn't tell you this. Okay, so my mom was doing a bunch of cleaning out. Well, not a bunch, but she was doing some cleaning out after my dad died. And she found a couple of old CDs. One was like this old Halloween CD. One was the Rugrats movie soundtrack. Oh, wow. Listen to the shit out of that while I was on my computer uh, back in the day. The Halloween one I opened and it was like a, a zen relaxation thing. I was like, well, that's not the right CD in the case. <laughs> but the other one was Carrie's Spirit Room. Oh, wow. My mom thought it was like something spooky. I was like, no, that's Michelle Bridge. Yes. I knew every word. Couldn't remember it for shit the other day when we were recording, but I knew every word to it. It was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Also, I do not know how your mom uh, sang at the funeral because my dad had always said that he, because, you know, I have three sisters. My dad had always said that he wanted all four of us to sing at his funeral. That's so true. I forgot about that. I didn't. And I didn't say a damn word. (laughs) Wow. Wow. It's the last wishes. You're like, he's dead. (laughs) Well, we did at my grandpa's funeral, question mark. Maybe we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We did it one time at like church or something. That's a lot. Because I was like, Christy has said. Christy's saying at Papa's funeral, but Uh not at grandma's. Okay, the next one. A promise kept. Hey, ladies, this isn't sinister or exciting in the least bit, but I wanted to share my experience with you. My high school best friend died by suicide last summer, and it devastated me deeply. We were so close, hanging out almost every single day for God knows how long, until we had a falling out and went our separate ways. A few months prior to his death, fall 2019, we had been getting closer again. He called me almost every week, and we talked about me going to see him and meet his fiance and baby. We lived a few hours from each other, so it didn't end up happening. Sorry for rambling, but I felt that info was important. Anyway, his death just about destroyed me. I was not in a good place at all. I had to literally take it one day at a time, and some days that meant crying in bed, cuddling my husband and cat. And then it all started. One day, I noticed that my kitchen cabinet was open when I had closed them all, and my husband hadn't been in the kitchen all day. So I closed it, and a few minutes later, I walked by, and it was open again. I thought, maybe I didn't close it. So, of course, I closed it again. Then I was in the kitchen making coffee, and I shit you not, I heard the pantry door creak open. Another thing that kept happening was my Spotify would go on shuffle and play different songs on its own. Songs my best friend and I used to listen to together. Then it hit me. I remembered a conversation that my friend and I had one day in high school, and it all made sense. We were talking once, and he said that if he died before I did, he would haunt me, aka mess with me. And then I realized the cabinet, pantry doors, Spotify incidents were him keeping his promise. It helped me to heal knowing he was there, showing me he never totally left. 
the activity doesn't happen as much now, but when it does, it's the feeling of a tall, peaceful presence. He was 6'5", and I'm 5'4", or things being out of order. I've got mild OCD, and he used to mess with me when he was living, too. I'm sure there are skeptics that won't believe this is real, but to me, it's sweet memories. Love you both, and the show, Best Emma. 100% believe that. Yeah, I definitely believe it's him. And I think that's super sweet. I also think, do you know how long it would take me to know that it was a ghost opening <laughs> my cabinets? Okay, well, one, she would know something's up because I, me haunting her would be to organize her stuff, push in her fucking cabinet doors and drawers. Oh, my God. Her and Tiffany. I can't It's ever like close. a fucking building block in my kitchen when they were both in there. I was like, oh, my God. I never close a cabinet or cabinets, not as much drawer. Well, no, depends on where I am. If I'm at work, I never close a cabinet. If I'm at home, never close a drawer. And never, ever fill the toilet roll back up. Nope. I'm the toilet paper bandit. For real. So it would have taken me decades to realize he was fucking with me. <laughs> I just imagine me dying before you and haunting you and literally being like, why I still got to do this shit? Push in this, push in that. Let me get the toilet paper off. Here you go. I'd be like, Donna, can you play with my hair while you're down there? Uh, right. Well, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you, you ain't got no hair. <laughs> <laughs> Might be short, but damn. <laughs> but yeah, you would. You'd be like, Donna, is that you? play with my hair if it's you you would get me that way and be like damn it i want her to know it's me but now i have to play with her hair hair. (laughs) (laughs) oh sucker oh gosh btw i'm very sorry for your loss absolutely so i'm glad that you do have a solace you know just knowing that your friendship was amazing and that he's coming back to haunt you in the best possible way Mm -hmm. okay the next one hello ladies i absolutely love you both and the podcast here's a story i know straight to the point but it may be long it involves survival and trigger alert because it does have the death of my unborn child the ending is as happy as one can be at the end with that subject so it was june 1st 2008 and i was heading home from work I don't even remember seeing the other car. All of a sudden, my brain caught up with my body and I realized my car had been hit. I also realized that I was mid-air and flipping upside down. I thought, so this is what it feels like to have your car flip upside down in the air. And man, this is going to hurt as I realized I had to come back down at some point. My car hit the ground and flipped in a head-over-heels motion, bouncing off the guards to prevent me from going into the reservoir. The final position of the vehicle was on its roof. I opened my eyes and saw complete darkness. I'd slipped further down into the dark area where the gas and the brake pedal are. Something was on my face. I grabbed it with my right arm and with all of my force slung it away. Then I screamed as this burning pain ripped through my left arm. It was my freaking arm that was on my face. It was so mangled and holding on by a string that I couldn't feel it until it was moved. So I started to scream for Jesus to please not only save me, but my unborn child of 15 weeks. So help did come. I was bleeding so badly from multiple compound fractures that my tan pants were deep purple. Bones sticking out everywhere. 
Due to the force of the impact, my car had molded around my left leg and I was stuck. It took an hour to get me out and in that time, I left my body and came back. All of a sudden, I popped out of my body. My spirit, that is. The world around me was the same layout but sepia tone, like in the beginning of The Wizard of Oz. I didn't see any other people, but I did see my body below me and I couldn't care less about it at that time. I felt better than I ever had felt in my life. So warm and full of love. I noticed a tall man in a trench coat and their arms looked like they were cradling something and I knew it was my son. I wasn't able to go with them, but that I believed was my chance to say goodbye. The angels looked at me and nods, no, and next thing I know, my eyes are open and all of the blades of the lifelight helicopter was above me. Who was the tall man in the trench coat? Well, I think it was an angel of death. I didn't get fear from him, even though from a distance I could tell he was huge. If I had to guess, seven to eight feet tall. I believe I have met death and he isn't a bad guy. He just has a hard job, but an important one. If anything, he showed me what it is to fully feel the warmth of God's love. So fast forward seven days later and I'm taken out of my drug-induced coma. I had completely broken both legs with compound fractures. My left elbow was completely shattered. My diaphragm was collapsed and I had lacerations on my spleen and liver. The thing that's the miracle about this isn't that I survived after losing pretty much all my blood by the time I got to the hospital. I was getting bags of blood but just bleeding it back out. The miracle is my son. If I hadn't been pregnant, I wouldn't be here today. Hate to put it this way, but pregnancy gave me padding. This protected my spleen and liver from being worse than it was and killing me. I knew he was gone, so I told my family through a cracked voice I knew he was gone, but it was okay. I had already picked out a name for him. It was Liam Michael. I didn't realize until later that his name means protector. Well, this has already been really long, and believe me when I say this, it's just about 5% of the entire story, but that will take a book. I'm alive and I have some issues with pain and PTSD. I'm a survivor though. I have so many more stories about the paranormal that I will have to write again. Thank you so much for your amazing podcast and remember to creep on creeping on. Sincerely, Brianna B. from Cleveland, Ohio, and yes, you may use my name. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. God. As far as the PTSD from that, like, I can't even imagine. Like, I just know if you're caught up on the, like, the main episodes that not too long ago it was raining and I hydroplaned and, like, skipped lanes and ended up, like, in the embankment and I was totally fine. Like, I was totally fine. Nothing happened to my car. Nothing happened to me. I was able to just to drive back on. And that was so scary that now on my way home, when I'm driving that far, because I've been driving an hour to work a couple days a week to cover a maternity leave, like when it's raining, I'm like, fuck. And like, I make sure I turn my cruise off. And the other day it was raining and Colby's doing something. Give me your fucking phone. Like, stop. It's raining. You know, like, is your cruise off? Like, and that was just like a blip compared to what you experienced. Like, that was like literally nothing compared to what you experience. I cannot imagine how hard it is to like get behind the wheel, especially going down the same roads. Like that has to be so incredibly hard. Yeah. Wow. And I'm so sorry about your loss. But you're right. Liam was your protector, your miracle. And I mean, you're alive because of that. But like, if you believe in reincarnation and you really do believe that like souls have contracts and that you like meet each other in other lives, like 
that that was his soul was contracted for that. Yeah. That was his purpose. Yeah. The next one, my own close call. Hi, y'all. I discovered the podcast after y'all showed up on Let's Not Meet and have been hooked. Having grown up in Louisiana, y'all give me a sense of home. As I've currently been binge listening to Catch Up, I heard a story about some close calls and it reminded me of my own story. I'm from a tiny ass town in Louisiana known as Opelousas. If you've been there, may God bless your soul and I'm so sorry. It's about 30 minutes north of Lafayette just to orient you if you're unfamiliar with it. While I was attending college at LSU, Go Tigers, I would spend weekends back home at my now husband's place. One Sunday, my husband clung to me a bit longer than normal at my car, saying all the typical lovey-dovey stuff you say when you can't live in the same town. Once he finally walked back to the house, I sat in my car and started to text my mom and dad to let them know that I was leaving, you know, parents. And then I heard this really loud noise. I jerked my head up and all I could see was a massive cloud of dust at the end of the driveway. Got out of the car, and there is a car that is flipped in the parking lot next door. I heard this awful screaming that just made me think of a small kid being stuck, so I ran to the door and banged. My brother-in-law and his wife are both police and were home, so I grabbed them to handle everything until the responders on duty got there. After everything cleared and I had a moment to process what happened was when I realized that had I have started to just leave a minute or two earlier, I would have been sitting in the driveway when that girl lost control of her car and I don't think I could have survived it. She would have hit me directly in my driver's side door. I've attached the security camera footage that my brother-in-law pulled if you want to see it. Anyway, I've had plenty of other small and random strange things happen. I'll send them in as they pop in my brain. Creep it real, ladies. Emily. Uh, Emily. One, of course we know where Opelousas is. Uh, we both lived in Houston for a minute, and my sister lives in Lake Charles. So we had to go bloop, bloop, bloop through Opelousas. Holy shit. Did you watch mm-hmm. it? Like, seriously, she would have ran straight into you. you yeah, I truly, I don't know if you would have made it. That's so weird, too. So many accident stories today. Yes. Y'all be freaking careful. Um, also, was there a young kid in the car, or was it yeah, just Yeah, what was that, the sound you heard? Yeah, was it just that girl crying because i would have been screaming and crying too also really lucky that your in-laws right are first responders yeah i know you can like see that it's clearly like a police suv sitting next to her you yeah know, it's like, oh, dang okay the next one my creepy ass kid hey scary soul sisters last night i sent my true crime story now for my paranormal one picture it 2004 i was eight months pregnant with my second daughter my oldest was nine months old yep you read that right got knocked up six weeks after having my first No, that's not the paranormal scary part. Anywho, my kid's dad was once again cheating and I would go driving to clear my head with my baby. I would listen to the song Replay by Tim McGraw and Nellie on repeat and just drive and cry. It was just me and my baby girl on the country back roads. I never told anyone about my back roading. Fast forward about six years. I was cleaning the house while blasting music. The only way to clean in my opinion. And the song Replay came on. I'd forgotten all about my days crying over my cheating ex while this song played. And my second daughter, the one I was pregnant with, said, Hey mom, do you remember when you used to cry to this song? I froze and asked, what do you mean? I mean, she was literally in my belly and my baby was nine months old and nobody knew. She responded, I remember when I was in your belly. My body was there, pointing to my stomach, but my soul was right there. 
pointing to my left shoulder. I watched you all the time until I had to go back into my body. I said, okay, honey. I was fully freaked the fuck out and was too scared to ask anything else. But from time to time, she would talk about the mommy she had before me. She says she was in a car accident while on vacation with her mom in Florida. And she died, but her mommy didn't. She's now 16, and I ask her if she still remembers her first mom, and she says yes. She also sees and talks to spirits quite frequently. She lets me know that negative spirits or people are around by saying, time to sage mom, and that's my hint to light up a sage bundle. Well, that's my creepy-ass kid story. Love you ladies more than you know. My wife and I listen together and get mad when the other listens ahead. Creep it real, loveys. Oh, that's cute that y'all listen together. That is cute. (laughs) I don't like how high you went there. (laughs) Uh, But that's really cute. But also really creepy of your daughter being like, you remember when I was in your belly and you used to cry about this? She sat on your shoulder. Like, what if you were doing the duty? Uh, Doing the duty. Not that. Doing the dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she go in her body? (laughs) Like, how'd she do that? Can you ask her? Because she clearly remembers this shit. All right, the next one. Boo, y'all. Wednesday here again. I know my first story about the Z-Man, D-Man was, well, less than paranormal. So here's another one to make up for that. Uh, It was about Zozo. I think that's paranormal. Um, she thought it was, but oh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah, her yeah, husband's yeah. D. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I, I remember now. I remember now. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> okay. <laughs> she had Coke for dinner. <laughs> A cola, not cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> this is one about the first big encounters with the paranormal when I was a young warthog. When I was a young warthog. <laughs> I can't even do it. She said, you're welcome, Donna. (laughs) I couldn't even do it. Perfect Uh, that you like got the story. Yeah. (laughs) So here goes. I'm a weirdo, but in the best way, in my opinion. I mean, you saw my little one. She's memorized the intro and outro to APC already. I've always been, I suppose, sensitive to spirit and things. I never really even realized until I was about 15 or 16 and started talking to my mom who is also sensitive to it. My father is as well. He actually is from a Native American tribe, and I know that my great-grandmother was a priestess of sorts. Anywho, I digress. I have several stories from myself and family members, which I am happy to share. One of my earliest and most terrifying experiences was when I was 10. We were living in this really old house. I'm talking like built in the early 1900s. And I knew something was off with the house immediately. My room was downstairs and my parents' and brother's room was upstairs. I would always go to sleep before them because the sounds that I would hear after they went upstairs for the night terrified me. I would often see orbs in the corner of hallways to the front door. I would see apparitions in the living room specifically. I would hear people in the kitchen when everyone was in bed. The basement stairs would creak like someone slowly walking up them. I refused to go down there the entire time we lived there. My cat wouldn't even walk past the door. Anyway, one winter, my brother and I caught colds. Nothing major, and we were actually starting to feel better, but because of that, my dad slept in his room, and my mom had me sleep with her in their room. 
had a nightmare that night that some old lady with a very specific blue older prairie type dress came in and started to strangle my little brother. I woke up about to scream and in the hall I could see a shadow of a woman with her hair in a bun holding a butcher's knife. I started to scream, blood-curdling scream, babbling incessantly to my parents that this woman was going to hurt my little brother. He too was awake, but wasn't making much noise except for a little wheezing noises because he was having severe asthmatic episodes. He looked absolutely petrified. My parents rushed him to the ER where they said his airways must have just been irritated due to the cold gave him treatments, got him fixed up. We all go home all as well. My parents thought for a while that I must have just heard him wheezing. Everyone jokes that I have bionic hearing and my brain just went haywire with it until my brother told me later on that same night, he woke up and saw the same exact old lady, shadow of an old lady, pioneer days type dress, hair in a bun, holding up a butcher's knife. He said her shadow got close to his doorway, and once it basically crossed the threshold into his room, he suddenly felt like all the air was whooshed out of him and he couldn't breathe. Then a moment later, he heard my scream, and he was terrified that the butcher knife she had in her hand was for me or my mom. Keep in mind, I was 10 at the time, and he was 7. And that was the first time I experienced a truly terrifying and probably serious malevolent entity. I actually have many more minor stories about this house, as well as a few true crime ones that I'll share very soon. As always, Creep It Real, y'all. Love, Wednesday. Well, time got away from us, and that was actually the last one. I was just like, (laughs) and the next one up. I know. I didn't know either. God, that went fast today. Okay, sorry. I just, like, tried to scroll down to get to my other one, and I was like, wait, Wednesday's email done fucked it up because it won't scroll, but, huh. Let me just say that that sounds fucking terrifying and your scream probably saved your brother's life or something because he was having an episode. Also, we play Phasmophobia. I know I've said it like millions of times with an S, but there's this one ghost and there's several different ghost types, but then there's like five different like could be this ghost like it's going to appear as one of these ghosts and there's one that's an old lady and she has a sickle in her hand mm-hmm. but i call her Mima, and that bitch always kills me so like when we see her i'm like it's Mima. i'm getting out of the house like she's gonna get me oh so when you were saying that i was like oh uh-uh so I used to play this hidden objects game and a sickle Ooh. was on there. That's the only reason why I know what a sickle is. <laughs> that hidden objects game. This was before June's Journey. This was like Mysterium, blah, blah, blah. But uh, so many times I'm like, oh, I know what that is only because of that game. But I damn sure can't tell you how it's really pronounced because I would have my <laughs> own pronunciation of it. Like even between me and Carrie, she would be like, you got this. I was like. You mean this? <laughs> that ain't how I say it. <laughs> so crazy. We, I feel like we haven't had a theme in a while, but like, here's the theme. Yeah. Y'all be safe up in your cars. For real. Now I gotta drive after this. Well, it is like seven minutes. You know, the. But I know they say uh, a mile from your house is blah, 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 blah. Just take my thunder. I couldn't get it out fast enough. And she was like, eh, blah, blah, blah. I know. And I didn't even say it. I real. know. 
this is us. This is us trying to compete with each other. Like we're that person that's like, no, I'm getting in there first. No, I'm getting in there first. And like, we're just like elbowing each other, like shoulder. And then like fall. Yes. And neither one of us get to go. Yeah. That's the truth. Well, thank y'all so much for sending in these emails. They were awesome. Keep them coming. Y'all know how much we love them. Send them in to aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website and, you know, hit the contact us button and send it that way. So either way you want to do it, send them in. Yes, 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 yes. But more importantly, remember. Creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.